The Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Good morning, good people. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you're deciding to listen to this cast, welcome. Happy Wednesday, good people. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle. We are back at it with another week. So good. So good people. Happy Wednesday. I am your gracious host, Jay-Z. And this week, I don't feel very gracious, but we're going to get to it in a little bit. I'm sure you could tell by the title. But man, listen, I want to hit you guys with the anger episode this week for very, very good reasons. But first of all, I want to jump in, but I'll refrain, right? Because I first want to extend many, 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 many thank yous for the people who decided to make the effort to listen in this week. Without you, this thing would not have any fuel. And without you, it surely wouldn't be fire. So for for real, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. If this is your first time, welcome. You are entering into an arena that indicates you have a home here. There is, in fact, space for you and your friends and your family and your enemies and anyone else that you decide to invite to the listening party, okay? As a matter of fact, if you can press pause right now, text the link right now. Ready, set, go. Look at you doing your good deed for the day. Didn't think you had it in you. No, actually, I did believe that you had it in you. And I thank you for taking the courage to do that. And if you didn't, and you're looking, listening right now, like that's lame, then I don't really know what else to say besides you, right? You, right? You got your you, right, for the day. Cool. But, anyways, um, this podcast was created in the middle of the week to add perspective to help people get over um, whatever obstacles that can have a tendency to hold them back or hold them up. Uh, head and heart issues, things that drive those head and heart issues. And so there's many opinions that come through. There's some of them are backed with research. Some of them are backed with experts in the field. Uh, But many and most of all of them are backed with the encouragement to fuel you to be able to move in a peaceful and positive direction to implement the change that you want to see. Now, um, we have thoughts, we encourage, we support, we ask questions, we uplift, and sometimes we get angry and it's important to, to be able to name that. As a matter of fact, it's impossible to never experience anger. And if you never have, I actually would love to hear from you. If you've never had any anger before, if you've never had any angry moments, I would love to hear from you. Drop a line, Jay-Z at the midweekmuscle.com. It's always open, right? But today, good people, I wanna take you down a brief plan of why recognizing and naming anger is so crucial to getting towards that place of peace. And today, uh, I, I mean, you have to start somewhere. 
Uh, and I'll start here. There's research that indicates that when someone pisses you off, like not just annoy you, but like really tips the scale and really makes you mad. That really, you don't owe any response to that person or group of people immediately. As a matter of fact, it's probably best that you don't. It's probably best that you stay quiet in the moment and remove yourself from the situation that made you mad. Now, why does research say that it's probably best that you do that? Research indicates that if you take a timeout, yes, like in a sports game, when they call a timeout and you go sit out for a few seconds, only science is indicating that um, you need to, the timeout that you're, that they're asking you to take is giving your brain time to calm down. When people recognize that you're mad, our natural social cues are for, for your friends or family or people who are close to you that you know, in an act of them being helpful and being a listening ear, they're also aiding in this process of, I want to know what happened. And unfortunately, when you recount the details of what happened, you're only repeating the same things that made you angry in the first place. So it's not really helping your process, which is why I go back to that statement before you really don't owe any response to anyone, to any person or group of people. And it's probably best that you don't. Why? Because you need time to calm your brain down and uh, you Your focus, you and your focus should not be on appeasing conversation of what happened. Your focus should be on what am I feeling right now? When you're in a timeout, it is important to name the feeling that is showing up in the form of anger to others, but resonating within you as pain or some version of a put down. It's important to tell yourself that you are important and valuable, and worthy, and equal. And, and and when I say worthy, worthy of wonderful experiences, worthy of not having somebody make you feel bad or call you out your name or call you out your character. You're worthy of all the things that you desire and value in your life, right? So that's what the worthiness thing is. Um, And so not only are you worthy of those wonderful experiences, you also don't have to identify with your anger. Like this is one element of my physical self. This does not have to be my whole self. My anger does not have to claim my body or my personality, nor does my anger have to have possession over me, right? And so again, naming what I'm feeling is important to be able to identify and to talk to myself and remind myself that I am important. I am valuable. I am worthy of not feeling put down, called out, demeaned, demoned, whatever that is. And, um, and, and not allowing that anger to take claim over your personality or your character. And so here's a little quick brain science for you, good people. When anger is occurring within the brain, regardless of the threat upon you, your brain will flood with hormones and pump your body with enough adrenaline to either do one of two things, fight 
off the threat or flight away from the threat, even if that threat is emotional. Now, it takes a little bit of training to be able to get your body to calm down in a stressful situation and not to react in a functional way to an emotional response, but that takes training. But at the most basic of levels, um, your body is pumping, your brain is pumping the body full of chemicals to either fight or flight, remove yourself from the threat or deactivate the threat so you feel safe, right? And the crazy thing is the body is equipped and prepared to do that even if the threat is emotional, meaning there's not a physical threat present that can harm your body, even if it's emotional, which means I can't see it, I can't touch it, um, I can't put my hands on it. However, my body is prepared to fight that thing, right? So why do the vicious words come out? Because my rational mind knows that that's a way to attack, you know? So again, that's an emotional, uh, a physical response to even something that is emotional in nature. So where's the problem? I'll tell you. The problem is when I try to act in any type of way while I'm angry, I am liable to do or to say or do something that I know will have greater consequences once everything settles. But that thinking and rational part of that thinking and the rational part of my brain that will tell me like the don't do that, that's going to give you stronger consequences, like robot, don't do that. You're going to get in trouble. Don't do that. It's going to get you in trouble down the line. That part of the brain, when I'm angry, is offline. You know, like um, an example, like when you click on a web page and that loading ticker pops up and it's just spinning, like I call it the thinking wheel. But if I said that, you'd be like, what's the thinking wheel? But you know, that little ticker or that little spool that reels on the web page when it's loading and it just keeps going and keeps going and keep and you're like dude it shouldn't take this long right because we're spoiled and we need things instantly I get it <laughs> I'm guilty um but that's what the rational part of our brains is doing loading it's in loading mode it's not fully loaded it's not downloaded it's not ready to go um and so while the functional part of my brain fight or flight that thing it's a full throttle. So can you imagine what the reaction is? Or might you tell me how that story might end? If I know the rational part of my brain, oh, is there, you know, uh, I'm all over the place with this right now as I'm thinking about it because I have so many examples, but think about the time when you got into a verbal altercation with someone and man, oh man, when did you think of the best comeback statements? Oh, oh, you don't know? You you mean to tell me you don't know when you thought of the best comeback statement? Here, I'm about to I'm about to put you onto a little tip. After the situation was already over with, after you went back to your desk and sat down, after you went into the other room and slammed the door, after you physically removed yourself from the environment, you thought of the best comebacks and things to say? or the things that you shouldn't have said. Oh, you want to know why? Because that part of the brain is now registered. It's back. It's like, boop, I'm up and loaded now. Dang it. I should have said that. Right. That would have been a good one. Right. But the moment is past and you're like, dang, 
right? So there's, there is a method to the madness of why we experience some of the things that we do. Now you might be smiling with me and thinking to yourself like, damn, I know, I know that. Cause that's happened to me. Well, guess what friends? Me too. Um, and, and maybe there are others of us that are listening in. Thank you very much for hanging in there with me that may, that may be hearing this breakdown for the first time. And, and let me tell you, it is not easy to process anger in a way that one helps you calm down two helps you remind yourself of the things that you're feeling three, making the active choice not to clap back as our society or culture says, and four, to remind yourself of all the true things about you. Those are four hard steps to take in stride when you're angry. As a matter of fact, that's why those timeouts are so important because you just have to take a break from whatever it is, right? And so I told you initially when you're angry, you don't owe a response to anyone but yourself, at least for the first 30 minutes. But psychologists and pros will say, here's a pro tip. You come back to the person or the parties who made you mad, come back before four before a full 24 hours has elapsed. Because if you don't, time will settle, hormones will calm down. And quite frankly, it's not as bad, air quotes, it's not as bad as when it made you angry in the moment, even though you still feel the prick when you think about it. As a matter of fact, you may be somewhere in between the space of, I don't want to deal with it anymore, or I want to wish it away so I no longer have to deal with it anymore. And so exact, this is exactly what happens. That adrenaline is gone. It's not fueling you anymore. And you're like, I just don't even want to deal with it. Never mind. I'm just not dealing with the situation. So you cancel it. Hashtag cancel culture, right? You cancel it because you ain't trying to deal with it no more. But this doesn't get us to the place of resolve especially if that's what you desire out of a situation. And so that's why not revisiting a conversation, friends, can be dangerous because matters of the heart will say what was once my serious issue will now become a hidden issue that anyone in my life is liable to trigger at any given moment without warning. And that's bad news. That's bad news for you. That's bad news for anybody in your life that wants to engage with you and they have no idea that you're holding on to whatever the issue is, right? So schedule a time or a date with the person or the people involved separately may be needed. You may not be able to have that group conversation. That's okay. Consult with people who, and this is a kicker, who know you, who know your character, and are solution oriented. Those have to be the three things who know you, who know your character, and they themselves have to be solution oriented. I think we can all think of times where we've tried to take an issue to somebody who knew us and knew our character, but wasn't solution oriented. And so what did that conversation look like? You were right. You were right. You were right. You were right. They were wrong. They were wrong. They were wrong. I'd do this. I'd do this. I'd bleep them up. I'd do this. I'd bleep them down, whatever, whatever, whatever. It would be a lot of that right? So instead, someone who knows you, someone who knows your character, and someone who is solution oriented. Don't be afraid. Although you may have to repeat this one to yourself a few times. You may be a person that says, oh, I don't live in fear. And that's fine. I I wish I had that 
I wish I had that. And I even have to tell myself, like, don't be afraid when there's conflict. Don't be afraid. Address it. You may have to tell yourself the same thing. Don't be afraid. Write your thoughts and feelings out so that you don't miss something, especially if it's a really good point that you wanted to make. You know, it does, it's just very, very helpful. Um, Hold to that scheduled meeting time and date as much as you may want to cancel at this point or your nerves may be getting bad and you're like, ah, F it, I can't do it. Still hold firm to that time and that date that you are scheduled to meet with that person. Be patient with yourself. Remove any party or any person that is not a part of the solution. Do not take the person who knows you and knows your character, but is not solution oriented. Do not take them to the meeting. They will only rile (laughs) rile things up. Now do it if you want to, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say who you should or who you shouldn't, but it may be more helpful to bring in the parties who are solution oriented or who are directly involved with the situation. And again, this helps keep things neutral instead of fiery or incendiary. Be willing to listen just as much as you are willing to speak and don't interrupt. When it's your turn, you say what you have to say clearly and one thing at a time and then give them a chance to say what they have to say clearly and one thing at a time. And if there's something you want to refer back to, make notes because that's totally okay. And last friends, because I didn't number these out, but I was making a list here. Focus on forgiveness. I talked about that last episode, but in a completely different manner and in a completely different approach than what I'm talking about it to now, uh, today, um, focus on forgiveness because for as long as they have your anger, guess what friends, they stay in control of your mental space and your heart space and get this for free. See, I don't think you heard me on that. You wouldn't even show up for work without clocking in first to ensure that you are paid for your time and your energy and your talents and your treasures. So why allow someone or something to move in and take up space within your spirit rent free? Doesn't make sense, does it? So trust me, a lot of the things that I just listed that came forth in this episode, it might sound corny and it may have even seemed like it doesn't work. Something like that would never work in my situation. I know my mouth. I know me. I know my personality. I know my attitude. I know how I function. That wouldn't work. I know that you might be thinking that, but I promise it can yield the results you're looking for. By taking these steps, it can yield the results that we're all looking for. And that's for a peaceful resolution. And that's for positive change. You know, again, what might make you mad? Because somebody did something, because somebody stopped doing something, or because you want them to change something. Bow, that's it. One of three places. And trust me, sometimes the results that you're looking for can be works in progress. But A lot of that friends can stem from the way you manage your anger and good people. If you can try to find a nugget within yourself to follow these steps, these steps can be game changers. I know it was for me, especially when 
my kid was accosted by being called the N-word at school last week. Talk about tough. If that made your jaw drop, it should give you an understanding of how it shook my world too. Long story short, we've got work to do. And it's not beyond me to get out there and get to it. And also because of that, good people, I got to make moves to be a part of the solution instead of repeating the very words that will put me into a heated headspace before I step out to be a part of the change that I wish to see in the world. So until next week, good people, sorry to keep it tight and sorry to keep it moving, but I got to get to it. And that's what I encourage you guys to this week. I hope it was helpful. I hope it was useful. If, if it was helpful for you, share it with a friend. Come back next week. If it wasn't helpful for you, I am so sorry to meet you in this space. But just know we always are landing space for you. We all, You always have a space here. But share it with your enemies because you know they could use a word too. Your enemies probably could use this episode today. So go ahead and send that and drop it in their inbox. Like, boop, heard this. Thought you thought it might be nice. Checked it out. Loved it. Ha, ha, ha. You know, whatever that looks like. But yeah, if it, it was for you, share it and come back and see me next week. If it wasn't for you, thank you for listening all the way through the episode this week. I thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. Even if you've heard it already today, you're hearing it again. And again, if you've not heard it at all today, this is the first time, then just know that it came from the bottom of my heart. So good people until next week, let's get to it. And as always, let's go.